The Voice of Value is supported by Heron Todd White. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Voice of Value, an API podcast for property professionals, where we explore insights, issues, opportunities, and the careers of a range of leaders across our ecosystem. I'm Amelia Hodge, CEO of the API, and this week we're speaking with Hannah Stevens, who is with Land Services in South Australia. Welcome, Hannah. Thanks, Amelia. It's great to have you with us. Hannah, just to kick off, tell us a little bit about about your current role and your career so far. No problem. Um, My title is uh, Evaluation Knowledge and Change Lead. Um, I've been in this role for a a year or so. Um, There's a few aspects to the role. Um, I work in partnership with uh, projects and IT-related projects and I assist with the, the project, the project manager and the project sponsor, roll out the, the project to the evaluation team um, by using change management methodology. Another aspect of my role is the training and development of our staff at Land Services, mm-hmm. the evaluators, and um, uh, train them to become you know, RPVs, CPVs, and other, um, other educational programs such as learning how to be a specialised valuer. Um, I work at Land Services. We're a a government department, so learning those statutory valuation um, specialties is is imperative. Mm, mm. Highly skilled. And I think, um, you know, if you look across our property valuation, you know, ecosystem, all of the asset classes, all of the really specialist, that specialist knowledge that's required, I see it as a really rich, diverse opportunity to build a career. How do you see a career in property? Oh, I sure do, Amelia, especially at, at Land Service. I don't want to spruik my company, but I do, do enjoy working here. Um, as a statutory valuer, you have to be a, a generalist, especially in, your, in your, the end of, towards the end of your career. You're a generalist. You, you know mm. how to value mm. service stations and, and vineyards and so forth because we have to value the whole state portfolio. So it's not mm. just one stream like you are if you're in mortgage security. Mm. You can literally touch on a lot of the streams and that, that's such a, a wonderful part of valuation. It's not never boring. No. Um, you, can, you can spend some time in residential, you know, one year and say, like, I'm really keen to be a, a rural valuer yep. and jump across. So that's super special. Mm. Um, so it's ever-changing, ever-evolving, and um, that's probably what Great. I like about valuations. And so after university, uh, how did your career take shape then? Yeah, I haven't had the most traditional of runs, like I said. Um, while I was at uni, uh, I had multiple jobs, uh, working at lots of things, supporting myself. I moved out of home quite early. Mm-hmm. So at university, I was working at a property valuation firms, photocopying, and I was also working at a, um, a development company, yeah. A.B. Jennings. Um, assisting them with photocopying and so forth. So outside of uni, um, uh, you know, towards the end of the career, it was super hard to get a job. Mm. Um, and both my part-time roles were contract work, so, and um, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to get a job in either of them. So early 2000s, it wasn't the best market for a baby to get a job. So 
Um, I think I even I went into state at a time and um, and was about to start um, a, a job at a, a, a mortgage security resi firm in Melbourne. Um, but then one of my part-time jobs came through in the end, <laughs> and I got the Amy Jennings role as a development analyst, and I absolutely loved it. Fantastic. It was so good. Um, I worked on, in the acquisitions team. I worked on feasibility studies, um, looking at purchasing big and global parcels to mm. build estates mm. on. And I can still see some of the states, you know, as I drive through Adelaide. It was just a, an amazing time and I really enjoyed the, the development industry. You know, as a valuer, um, people um, listened to your opinion because it came from facts mm. and, um, you know, and being in the boardroom discussing, you know, potential um, sale prices, it was so much fun. I loved it so much. And I worked there for four years. And then the GFC happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I managed to um, uh, save the first, uh, uh, what's it called, redundancies. I was safe, but the second one I wasn't. So uh, fortunately enough, Adelaide's a very small industry mm-hmm. and one of the work experience um uh, companies I did when I was at uni um, offered me a position with them, uh, a great company called Southwick Goodyear, uh, and I had a fantastic time with them doing mortgage security work and achieved my RPV mm-hmm. um, through them and um, really enjoyed that time in the mortgage security world. It was tough. It was super tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was worthwhile and the amazing stories um, mm. that I can tell from, you know, Going all over the state, valuing unique property, it was, it was fantastic. And, um, yeah, moving on from that, I kind of, you know, I got to a point in, in, in Resi where, Resi Mortgage Security, where I think I'd done my dash. Mm. Um, mm. You know, it was a great, great time in my life, but um, long hours, um, weekend work. We see that now. Yeah, 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 it was time to move on. And the company that I was working with, fortunately, um, was very family orientated and, they saw that um, I was struggling and needed to have a change and um, they actually helped me get my next job. That's uh, Adelaide Council uh, for Statutory Evaluations. And, again, I was really fortunate there, you know, worked my way up into a management position and um, looked after a great team there. But in the statutory world, which I'm in now, um, you can do all genres. So mm. it's not just resi, mm. it's commercial, industrial yeah. and yeah. so forth. So I really enjoyed the fact that I could branch out and and um, I got my CPV there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The CPV, the old CPV the interview. Old CPV, <laughs> yes. And then had babies. <laughs> Retired from LA Council, had babies and, and now I'm at Land Services. Yep. Come back yeah. off maternity. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, isn't that just... Um, a credit to you where you are now, but also the journey that you've taken through mm. the different sectors or, or mm. parts of the valuation profession. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't, may not realise the dedication that it takes for the, you know, to study a degree of many years and to yeah. build that that pathway into the cadetship yeah. RPV, CPV. It is yeah. quite an extensive education. So the time, by the time you become a CPV, you've done hours and hours and hours oh, yeah. Yeah. of learning. So just jumping off career for a moment, um, I often see issues or challenges and opportunities as sort of two sides of the same coin. And um, just from your perspective, where, what are you seeing as some of the issues at the moment across our sector uh, and going forward? And then alternatively, what the opportunities that we've got going forward as well? Yeah, um, you know, back a number of years ago, 
you'd put a, a an employment ad and get you know uh, fifty applicants, all qualified, all great applicants, mm. and um, you had the the pick of the crop. You know, mm. it, it, people coming through your door. You know, nowadays we put an employment ad out. We might get a couple, if if any, mm. um, and uh, especially in the rural space, there's a massive gap in um, knowledge and valuers out there, um, which is concerning. Mm. Um, uh, you know, the valuers nowadays uh, are moving away from the industry. Um, you know, it is a hard slog. Mm. Um, so there's definitely a shortage of values out there. Mm. And, you know, talk about the brain drain. I see it. Mm. I'm hearing that everywhere nationally. Yeah. Shortage of values. I was saying to someone the other day, counting the number of job ads on our API Career Centre, yeah. there's not that many spare people in the system. So That's right. we really have to take a step change in how we attract people, I think, to the profession, both at an undergraduate level yeah. and at a postgraduate level, I think. Oh, and I suppose that's an opportunity. Mm. Um, I think the companies are now realising that investing in the future, it should be at the forefront and it is becoming more at the forefront. So going to the universities, attending those, um, uh, you know, big meets and um, other um, conventions or um, having cadetships uh, offer a year two stage rather than year three or whatever um, or um, work experience. I think investing in, in the future Mm. is how we might resolve some of those shortages. I agree. It still has a longer lead time than the immediate crisis, isn't it? Hasn't it? Yeah, we do. We're going to have a few years of pain. Mm. Um, Mm. And uh, and, and, um, I suppose, uh, you know, how can we uh, um, leverage off technology? Um, You know, there's a lot of talk around, you know, technology replacing jobs and so forth, but there's not many people out there to fill those jobs. So we need the technology mm. and the partnerships to agree um, to fill those gaps. Mm, I agree completely. Um, some of the some of the uh, things that have been raised with me recently um, to be thinking about as themes uh, that will no doubt trickle what their way through to the valuation um, sector are impacts of ESG principles, impacts of climate change to value, impacts of sustainability measures, and you know digital twin buildings and um, are you seeing any of those um, I guess themes in your space uh, and and how do they impact to value in the very early days? Uh, limited to be honest mm. Amelia perhaps when we start introducing more of the younger um, generation perhaps more um, you know we do have recycling and lots of stuff our carbon footprint in the office is um, I don't even know what it is. Mm. You know, is that an mm. indicator that, um, uh, yeah, that we're not talk- having those conversations just yet in, in, in here? So um, in my firm, or if not, you know, other firms mm. in South Australia. So we might have a, a bit of a journey there. Mm. Um, oh, well, I did get a question recently yeah. from a young person saying, you know, I wonder what uh, the emissions uh, footprint of our Businesses, and I thought, wouldn't that be an interesting research project? Oh, for sure. Who would know yeah. with the firms? How but many... I suppose, um, okay, footprint, you know, that's a lot of driving. Perhaps mm, they were asking about yes. a mortgage security, but, you know, for a number of years now, the statutory world have utilised aerial mapping photography, so they don't need to leave the office or home mm-hmm. to, to value the property for, you know, a mass, uh, mass um, valuation. So I suppose we are already talking, walking the walk, talking the talk. Yeah. 
Um, we're investing heavily in area photography and in our tools to um, assist with the, the shortage of values. Mm. What else can we do? Mm. And, you know, making sure that, that the area of photography we have is up to date and, and done regularly and so forth. So mm. maybe we are already having that. Perhaps, perhaps. That conversation in a roundabout mm. way because we've got the shortage of staff. Mm. And, well, we need to address that those capacity constraints in any event, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, coming back to your career, mm. what would you, uh, what sort of advice would you give to a younger person mm. or even to your younger <laughs> self? <laughs> um, and when speaking with people, I've had anything from run to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all sorts of things. But, you know, for those looking to join the profession or those younger in the profession, what sort of advice would you give them about building a career? Yeah, you know, when I went through uni, I had like a five-point plan and, you know, I wanted to, straight out of uni, I wanted to get into one of the big tier companies and and uh, work my way up and be a director and mm. that was my career. And um, I learnt pretty quickly and sometimes the hard way and that's the best way. Mm. I do, um, I agree. That, that's, that's not how life works and that's okay. Mm. I think that that's okay part was really important. I wish I could have told myself that earlier as well. Um, that you're not always going to get that five-point plan. You might get there in the end, mm. but mm. you have a few um, bumps you, and hurdles. You may go a different way. way. That's right, mm. yeah. And so even to take a step sideways or backwards to eventually take a step forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, and again, you know, in my current role, um, you know, I, I was, um, well, prior children, I was, you know, looking after a, a, a team and, and uh, working big hours mm. and so forth. Um, you know, six days a week. Um, I couldn't do that with two young kids. No, no. Yeah. No. So how fortunate am I to be able to work in the valuation industry and mm. have a complete career change but still in the industry? You know, I'm, I'm doing um, training and development and change management. Mm-hmm. Um, who would have thought that person in that university wanting to be that CPV graduate um, could do something so diverse That's later right. on in, in your career. Apply the skill sets that you've learned That's in right. other ways. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, what do you do outside of work? What, how do you improve or balance? Well, I, I don't want to use the word balance because is there really ever any balance? Yeah. But integrate <laughs> your work and life and your yeah. physical and mental health? And that's a, that's a big question that everyone asks. And I, and I think as you get older... I don't want to sound cliche, you do learn what makes you happy. Mm. And as that Harvard study, um, I'll quote them, you know, it's the relationships in your life. And for me, mm. balance between career um, and my life is um, having meaningful friendships and family relationships. And that's what gets me through. You know, if you're having a hard day, go for a walk the next morning with your girlfriend. Yes. You know, um, I think, you know, and also exercise, but I'll get to that in a moment. But for me, it's been meaningful um, friendships that have lasted and um, you do have to put work into those. Mm-hmm. You know, you should never take your friendship, your friends for granted, but having a good core set of friends around you is super important mm-hmm. and it keeps me balanced. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Even if those girlfriends give you a good slap across the face. Isn't that the best? <laughs> Honestly, that is the best. Shake you up. You know. You don't want people telling you how amazing you are all the time. You need to be honest truth once in a while. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, so, yeah, I think that's for me is the relationship mm. in my life is keeps me balanced and um, continually learn, learning and mm. education. Mm. Um, I was fortunate enough to witness my mother have um, a, a career change 
later in life, you know, she did law in her late 40s. So I always knew that mm. um, I didn't have to stick to one thing. Mm. And um, going back and studying is super important. And also, like, it's not just, if, even if you're sticking to the, the, you know, your one genre for the rest of your life, broadening your spectrum of knowledge, if it's, if it's not um, career um, education, outside education, like wellness and um, do a pottery class or whatever, just keep mm. the, the brain going. Fine. Yeah, mm. and I suppose um, uh, uh, the last thing is um, I do enjoy a creative side. Um, so I think it's important to direct, you know, if, if work is monotonous and, mm. and sometimes it's the same thing every day, having a creative outlet is super important as well. Yep. What do you do? What's your creativity outlet? I don't get to so much with two young kids under five, but I Colouring used to, in? Yeah, 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 pretty much, Play-Doh <laughs> and Lego. Um, but before, before kids, my previous life, um, I used to be in uh, event management mm-hmm. and in charity boards and um, throw balls for 800 people. You know, that was fun, yep, yep. super fun. That you know, fun. by day you're valuing property and by night you are um, waltzing about um, <laughs> throwing a ball somewhere. So that was super fun. But yeah, it's a real left brain, right brain stuff. Sure is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, are there any particular podcasts that you listen to that, um, that, that our, our listeners might be interested in or books that you've read recently? Yeah, I, I really enjoy um, uh, furthering development um, myself, furthering development myself. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm into TED Talks mm-hmm. um, and listening how other people's careers have gone. But... Like I said, I'm doing a bit of a, a career change at the moment and I've just completed a um, certification Have you? Yeah, in change management. So um, I've been listening to a lot of the ProSci um, yep. podcasts and about, you know, how to um, uh, bring people through the process of change and what's that mean. It's a very difficult task sometimes, isn't it? Isn't it great? Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I've always been into the people side of mm. anything, so... Mm. that helps my creativity and I think for the longer term you know even if you go back to a pure valuation role having this additional toolkit of Mm. skills I think can only help your career go forward uh, I I totally agree Amelia Mm. Um, Mm. anything any any training and development you do will always benefit Mm. your work even if you are you know still in, in the valuation industry um, obtaining new clients, having the confidence to network, mm. um, looking after oneself, not burning out, mm. all super important. Burnout is a, a major issue currently. I can see it all over mm. the place nationally at all different levels, to be honest. Um, and, you know, the, that what you were talking about before around maintaining creativity, mm. all of those things, friends and family, speaking to people, um, can only support your mental health in a positive way. So yep. I'm good on you for, for making sure that you that you keep that up because yeah. people do, and I do let that go. I do, I'm self-aware enough that I know as a, uh, I recharge with people. Mm-hmm. That, that stimulates my brain mm. and makes me, you know, mm. my endorphins, yes. you know, work Extrovert, for me. So yeah. Extrovert. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the cusp, but definitely relationships yeah. help me to yeah. keep sane. Well, good. All right, well, just to finish off, if you had a crystal ball, um, thinking about the opportunities over the next little while for this mm-hmm. profession and the sector generally, um, what are some of the things that you're seeing could be opportunities that we, we could take up or, or that are definitely there now that we could grab onto? Yeah, great question. Uh, 
You know, as valuers, we've been in a bit of a secret society for a while and we do keep to oneself and it's, it's mm. evident. You know, mm. we're at the state of the market and the room's full of valuers. We are um, a very clingy, uh, clingy bunch with each other, which is fantastic, and we've got some great relationships there. But I, I think moving forward, I see the industry succeeding with partnerships. Um, you know, I've, I've been... I'm benefited in my current role that I can work with, you know, information technology uh, and partner with them mm-hmm. to, you know, create tools and um, report uh, management systems where I would have never thought uh, as a valuer you, you go into those realms. Um, I think um, partnerships with, with legal firms and partnerships with financiers and it, it's definitely the way forward. I agree. Um, if, we're, we're, if we're on our own... It's harder to, mm. to fight for ourselves, but if we're, mm. we're building up our networks. Well, we are such an important part of the ecosystem for so many of those sectors, aren't we? We are. We really are. Lawyers, financiers. Yep. Um, I agree. And even technology nowadays. Like Technology relies on raw data. Where's the raw data come from? Mm. The majority of the time it's us. Mm. Mm. And then the level of um, professional expertise and intelligence overlay in the analytics of that data, I For think, sure. is, is the real value add of our members. Yeah, so why don't we see more valuers on projects um, influencing the, the creations of tools and mm. um, software and so forth? Mm. So, yeah. Oh, good. I love your crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> Technology. All right. Well, thank you so much um, for being with us today, Hannah. Today we've shared our time with Hannah Stevens of Land Services SA. Uh, Thank you for listening to The Voice of Value. Please join us again for future episodes. You can find all of our episodes and our podcasts either on our website as well as Apple, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Thank you. The Voice of Value is supported by Heron Todd White.